Well, guys, welcome back to a very slamming edition of Beards, Brews, and Bros. I am your host, the man from Moss River, with my co-host, Mr. Byron Moss. And without further delay, Mr. K-Rob. I'm going to keep it short and sweet, just like you. Aw, well, ain't you just a sweet little shit this morning? <laughs> I'm telling you. you. I know. Yeah. I've, been a- I've been AWOL for about a week or so. What's going on with everybody? How how we doing? You know, not too bad. Can't complain. It's, it's... Wouldn't help if you did. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> sure as hell would not. Now, Byron, first off, uh, you get, you went to, uh, you got your little Harry Potter nerd fest on with, with your wife, Rachel. You want to tell everyone about that? Oh, yeah. Uh, my birthday weekend, we went to see the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra uh, play Harry Potter and Deathly Hollows Part 2. That's good. We, and we went in full uh, Harry Potter robes and everything. And I'll, it was an experience. It was amazing. Like, the sound was completely different than, uh, like, we just watched the movie. It was so good. Did you keep your wand put away at all times? As much as possible. <laughs> Jeez, man. Yeah, that's, and that line was brought to you by the word pause. Mr. Moston, now I understand that you uh, you uh, are working a new job. Uh, I want to tell everybody about that because you got some crazy hours and you just kind of gone off the grid for a bit. Well, I was off the rails for a little while with you guys. I, I didn't, didn't think we you thought guys he was calling at 3 a.m. Pretty much. But he, illogical. I cannot be killed by conventional means. Hey, Keith Richards. Uh, but. I mean, you're not wrong. Here's the thing. If I am able to operate heavy machinery, at uh, I'm not even going to get into it. But anyway, so I'm obviously now I'm working in the auto industry. I'm actually working at an automotive plant here, pretty local. We manufacture anything from Toyota, Mazda, BMW, Chevrolet, different parts for different vehicles. So, I mean, the next time you lay across the hood, think of me. <laughs> or don't. Yeah, or don't. I, you know what? Uh I'm good on that. But you know what? For once in my life, guys, I can actually say that work ends at work. It doesn't come home. That's the best. It's got to be an amazing feeling because you've been doing, you've been in that capacity for God knows how long, a decade plus. Six years of managerial duties where if they called you, you answer, you do what you had to do. But it's nice being just a peon and just not having to fuck with nobody. And the oh. only thing I'm responsible for is my equipment, just like always. <laughs> Double pause. Saturday mornings, ladies and gentlemen. It, it never get- ends. Oh, we're well, all, well, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad we're all back. To, I'm glad we're all back together doing this. It just it seems like it's been longer than it has, and you know we got to get back in the saddle, and that's going to tie in nicely to one of our topics today. Uh, Jared, would you like to give everyone the rundown? Well, guys, this week, it's right off the cuff. It's super exciting. We're going to launch off with opening with 80s and 90s guitar gods. This is in my wheelhouse. Then we're going to obviously, we're going to go ahead and play into the nerd news. And in segment two, we're, of course, going to talk about it's October, boys. It's playoff season. It is. I am so excited for this. Yeah. And then finally, we're going to flash back and then we're going to rewind into our segment where we talk about our first music video experiences and how they popped our cherries. Everybody's are different. Uh, actually, it's funny because I just saw one of the I just saw um, yesterday was the 31 year anniversary of the first rock music video I ever saw. So I'll definitely be uh, yeah. sharing that um, later on in the show. 
So let's get to let's get let's get this party started. And you said this is right in your wheelhouse, and you are definitely our uh, our metal aficionado out of the three of us. So, what, Mister Mister Guitar Tech, why don't you uh, take the wheel? Well, obviously, you know, it's been one year since Eddie has passed away. So let's talk about him. He is the guy that set the benchmark for guitar god status he was one of the first few guitarists to actually introduce tapping you know who, who synonymously who do you guys think of when you think of guitar shred it's eddie van uh, halen pretty much it's eddie van halen bro uh, yeah slash is in his own right but eddie man he was the guy that was doing things in the for the genre before anybody else was you can only put other person you could hold a candle to him was randy rhodes both two guys that were taken way too soon. Yeah, no question. Randy Rhodes, uh, he was in his, what, mid-30s when he passed? Uh, Yeah, I think it was actually a plane crash, if I'm not mistaken. And then, uh, of course, if you talk about guys that are still alive that could still hold a candle to him, but unfortunately, you know, ALS is a bitch. Jason <laughs> Becker, you know? Uh, one of, I mean, one of mine, and also, and this, this is a, this is also a nod to our good friend, Mr. Matt Whitworth. He introduced me to, he's the reason I even know who Pantera is, quite frankly. Um, uh, and he got me into uh, Dimebag Daryl, and he explained Respect what walk, motherfucker. He explained what happened to him, and like up to that point, I had never really, I didn't have a really deep knowledge of like of hardcore metal or anything like that, and like hearing how he went, and also once again, way too young. Talk talk about a talk about a fucking legend. Pardon the pardon the uh, f bomb there, but geez, like dude, so- but just fucking crazy people, you know. The guy, you know, great guitar player, you know, amazing. He set the tone for a genre as well, but just was taken from us way too soon, especially on like a stage performance. They had to cut that show short because of that fucker. Ugh. I mean, who the hell could blame anybody for not even having the having the heart to like? That's the last thing you're thinking about is continuing to put on a show after. Well, no, dude. Like, here's the thing. Like, why? Why would you? This is the thing. Back in the day, like, security used to be so lax at concerts. This is why we needed to have, you know, people at the gate being caught with guns and different things prior to. Yeah. And I know it's really hard to do because you know, back in the day, obviously, but fuck. Think about how many guys we would still have around if that a lot. Yeah. Oh now of, we gotta talk go ahead. I say a whole lot more if we were to we were taking security security as seriously as we do now for any event, let alone rock concerts. So Byron, do you have a you got any submissions for the uh really, metal like, society? I, just, I don't I don't really like I just, when it comes to guitarists, like I could recognize several that are just like really amazing. I just don't know the names. Like I'm not <laughs> I'm I I just know bands. I just don't. I don't know like the legends. Really, know the legends. I know a few names here and there, like Jimi Hendrix, Van, uh, Van Halen, and all them. It's just like I recognize them, but I. It's just I don't look too deep into the uh, the guitarist. I look as I look at the whole picture, not just elements. Oh, I'm I don't the same dis- way. I don't uh... dissect it like Jared does. Well, you got to think, though, the, the guys that themselves are the ones that set the tone. They're the ones that carry the tune of the song. Think oh, about no. it like this. You get, you have you have drums and bass that are the peanut butter and jelly of it. Yeah. But oh, you yeah. got to think that you want a little bit of zing to it. You got to have the people that are obviously carrying the rest of the song. You can have your rhythm section and be fine all day, every day. But without Roth and without Eddie, it's no oh, no, no i get that like at all but I, I, I get that like every part uh 
every part of the uh, the band has a role to play. I 100% get that, and I 100% respect that. It's just... I'm not good at sucking it. <laughs> I- I'm going to tell you this right now. One guy that broke the mold on all forms. And Kyle, I hope you know who I'm talking about. He was one man that did several j- nods to Jimi Hendrix, but also to Albert King and several of these blues cats from back in the day and got to play with B.B. King when he was, like, only 12. You talking about Chuck Berry? No. Better be. you, Homer, where are you at? What do you mean, Homer, where am I at? I'm, at my, I'm in my damn house right now. See, Bruh. I'm thinking about – see, you're thinking about somebody else. I'm thinking about Prince the whole damn time. I'm thinking <laughs> Stevie Ray Vaughan. Where the I'm hell right. have you been? No, I don't, I don't listen to Stevie Ray like that. I did when I worked radio. Shout out to Z95, but I did back then. Not as much anymore. whole time I'm thinking about Prince. Dude, Hell think about yes, this. End of story. <laughs> Prince is a legend is on right too. Man is a one man band. But you gotta think guys beforehand, kind of like Stevie, that were literally singing bars and could carry epic solos with their singing and accompanying and just could belt out these crazy lyrics. It just it's a lost talent, honestly, because you get some of these guys nowadays. Yeah, guitar players are super duper talented, but you know, at one person stands my mind, you know, I'm gonna wash my mouth out with soap later. John Mayer, ain't no yep. shame in John Mayer. We don't hate on him, uh, unless you're Taylor Swift. Now, uh, hold on, no, no, you watch. Oh, don't, don't, don't even start on the, the Swift Nation right now. If you, if, if you are, if you watch Chappelle's show back in the day, we ain't hating on John Mayer. Dude straight up went into into a boardroom, started playing guitar just to prove Dave Dave Chappelle's theory right that white folks will dance anywhere if you play the right music. Dude broke what? out an electric guitar and everyone started dancing. So uh, ain't no it? hate on John Mayer. Uh, <laughs> slow dancing in a burning room, it sounds like. Honestly, that's more like he <laughs> might have played uh, Freebird. No Freebird. Free Skinnered man. Oh, man. Uh, there's so I many mean, of them. Obviously, that's... you talked about Slash earlier, too. You know, you got to yeah. think of all the great songs he's given us. You I know, mean, You Can Be Mine. You know, Welcome to the Jungle. You know, freaking A. November so Rain. Many... November it's Rain. Strange. Like, okay, Matt and I actually, we mentioned the fact that we think that uh, Slash might be Jesus. Because in Estranged, his solo is he's standing on water, he's got his amp, there's a cord. In theory, he should be getting electrocuted, but he does not. The man is guitar Jesus. So instead of walking on water, he plays on water. He solos on water. He shreds on water. He solos on water. (laughs) He does it all on water. You know, we got to give Randy Rhodes his flyers, too. We mentioned him earlier. Yeah. We got to talk about the Crazy Train solo. Oh my god. And completely iconic. Everybody knows that as soon as you hear it. Yep. And you know somebody else that was kind of groomed by Ozzy. We gotta talk about Zach Wild. Zach Wild, yeah. I was thinking we had thinking we hadn't even got to him yet. Mama, I'm coming home. That solo when he first tears in, it's so melodic. Oh, da, 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 da. oh what a beautiful song. Jeez. What are you doing? To, uh, we're, vibing, just, we're vibing at this, at this early hour. It's a beautiful thing, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, you know what? Uh, somebody else, too, in that same category doesn't get his flowers. We got to give Jake Lee his stuff, too, because obviously, Bark at the Moon. Yeah, Bark at the Moon. Jeez, he really doesn't get. 
you gotta think ozzy has had the most success out of bringing guitar players to the forefront yeah, you gotta got, think got a, obviously a with sabbath we haven't even talked yeah. about lore of the we haven't even talked about the lore of the riff the person who helped pioneer and invent metal weighing because this is Mr. this Iommi. is your this is your platform brother tony iomi yes sir the man who has literally you know lost his fingertips figured out how to play again and literally gave us that first metal riff dunna, 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 dunna. you know just yeah fairies don't wear boots war pigs paranoid you know how many and you gotta think at that time it was just still kind of like early rock and roll like you know you had some of the early stuff you still had elvis you had some other things around that time too but those guys were really metal before everything was metal yep. yeah before it before it officially had uh had a genre a name to the genre another guitar hero david gilmore I saw what you did there, Guitar Hero, you cheeky bastard. <laughs> but yeah, there's so many of them. You know, so many different people have shaped so many genres. Like you can honestly, you know, here's another Guitar Hero throwback: Tom Morello, Rage Against the Machine. Oh, Rage! Hell yeah, duh. That was a guy that literally pioneered synth guitar. And killing in the name of Bulls on Parade. See, look what you look what you started. I'm just saying, there's so many people, and I mean, to me, everybody has their place in history. You know, it would be so hard for me to make a rush more of guitar players. I would be here all day. You might have might have might have to put that out there to you to eventually make a top four. See, here's the thing: I could. I, I couldn't. And then, obviously, if I included Matt in it, me and him would be like, well, I think he needs to be up there. Well, no, I don't think he does because so-and-so did it before him. And then we would be having our back and forth the whole time. Speaking of him, I'm surprised you didn't even mention your 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 former man crush, Miko Lindstrom, Lindy. Oh, uh, well, years later, I realized he is a good guitar player, but he's not tier level of some of these guys like i owed matt his flowers for a lot of years for putting up with me while i was a fanboy. <laughs> dude i like what are you talking about him we all did you almost um, made me not like that band just because you wouldn't let me enjoy him on my at my pace considering i discovered them probably before you five years before uh, i met you i'm sorry i was trying to spoon feed you music <laughs> you did, and eventually I wound up liking them and everything. Tons of just there are there are way too many phenomenal guitarists that left an indelible mark and in, uh, in the genre of rock and metal and others and other subgenres as well, folks. And of course, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook. We want to know from you your favorite guitarist as well, who stands out the most to you in your music fandom. Uh, of course, Beards, Brews, Bros at Twitter, and follow us on Facebook as well. What do you say we start say shredding into the news? Oh, this is going to be a... Uh, what a kind of news is that? What kind of news We're is that? We're shredding into the news. The nerd news! There you go. <laughs> All right, folks. Let's go over the nerd news corner. Well, guys, 
guys, welcome back to the Nerd News Corner, where we keep the facts straight, and it's always nerdy. So this week, we've got some pretty big shakeups. We had two big movie announcements that we're going to talk about right here at the top. And then, of course, we got some individual points that we each want to talk about. One, obviously, we got something big happening this month. And then, of course, the rest of the show is going to go spectacular. So let's start out with these movies. Which way would you jump into first? Dude, like, can, like, can, can I have this one? Because I, I've been saying we, we were, we have been owed an apology for 29 years. The, the first trailer for Super Mario Brothers the movie, and I'm, so, I'm, I have no problem saying this. Dude, you might as the, well say 30. You might as well say 30 years by the time it comes out. No, I got enough gray hairs. You leave me alone. I'm not getting to 30 years unless it's physically 30 years. <laughs> oh, Absolutely not. So 29 years been wait we've been waiting on this apology film. And just from the teaser trailer, it's already better than Bob Hoskins and God rest. So I love Bob Hoskins, love John Leguizamo. It that that movie gave us the John Leguizamo on a bigger platform, but yep. it, let's be honest, it's cheeks. Uh <laughs> but uh, obviously uh for those who did not see, we at Nintendo dropped the first trailer for uh, Super Mario Brothers the movie with Chris Pratt being the voice of Mario and Jack Black as the voice of Bowser. I gotta say, I, I know he doesn't sound all that bad, but I was expecting a little more out of Chris Pratt as the voice of Mario and Jack Black sounds spot on as Bowser. You guys? Dude, we gotta talk about it, but yeah, yeah Bowser I, was spot on. I mean, I, 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 here's I, the thing. Go ahead, Byron. For, go ahead. for me, it's this. When I heard Jack Black was going to be Bowser, I was like, okay, I don't have much hope for this. Then I saw uh, Jack Black, like the actual his voice and whatnot. I was like, I can get behind this. Like, see, here's legit. the thing. <laughs> I, I, see, here's the thing. I was already used to Jack Black being a villain because obviously I remember watching him in The NeverEnding Story. I wait, 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 wait. He was a villain in NeverEnding Story? He was one of the nasties in The NeverEnding Story 3, I believe. You're right. Oh, my God. He was leader of it. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that. I I've never seen the shit, so I don't like uh, I, it, I, it's, that. Jack Black is like Orange County and School of Rock and shit like that. Oh no, I mean I remember him being doing that, and then of course, obviously, I remember him in like commercials back in the day too, as well. But that was like one of the first introductions of him being a bad guy. It was one of the nasties. So I mean that's for me i had already knew that he was gonna be fine you know jack black is obviously a very multi-talented artist and actor also for the fact of the matter too if this is enough evidence for you guys i don't know what else is tenacious d pick a destiny yep, yep. just saying gtfr flat out so i mean and honestly chris pratt for me i expected it to be chris pratt I didn't, I didn't expect anything else really crazy. I, now, I, I would have loved to heard more about Luigi. You, you don't just give me my boy running away from... From the, ghosts? Yeah, from ghosts and everything else. You got to let me... Let, let him breathe a little bit. That's just pure Mario, like, right there, where Luigi's running from uh, ghosts. That's, throwback to, that's, a, that's an homage to Luigi's Mansion. I want to. I want to know if we're going to get Wario in this movie. I don't think no, so. I think if we do no. get it, it, it soon, it'll happen. Soon. I think we do get it. It'll happen. Like uh, maybe movie two, if this one takes off. Treat it like the reveal of Shadow the Hedgehog at the end of Sonic Two. Oh, I, I just yeah. watched that uh, last night. 
so good. Yeah. Dude, I mean, honestly, I could see it being successful. One, because Elimination's behind it. You've got some pretty big tight actors to it. As long as your script and writing is good, which it looks like it's going to be good just based off who's producing it, I think we'll, we, we sh- should be fine. I could definitely be. see this being a second movie. No, I, I we're not gonna have we're, we're we're not gonna have an issue like where we did with the Power Rangers movie, not the 2017 one. We ain't gonna have that whole debacle. I mean, you never know. <sighs> so far, uh, so far, I, I'm I'm ca- I'm optimi- cautiously optimistic, leaning more towards optimistic than cautious. Here's um, the thing: at least they got it, got it right, and they did a animated film instead of live action they got Thank the first part right I, now here's the thing they could have done it live action i mean sonic's shown you can do it you can do it a live action movie but correctly. here's the thing if you do a live action then you're going to be comparing to your other live action counterpart which we do not speak of if you do it in an animated category you're safe from being associated with a failed project at that point are you trying to play it too safe though no, I think it's actually good because there's a lot of things that Mario does that he requires to be animated. Yes, you can blend reality in that, but do you honestly want to see Chris Pratt dressed up like Mario trying to be a plumber? No, I don't. I mean, I, I think it's 100% a viable option. It, 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 listeners, if you ever see my face right now to what he just suggested, that, that would say it all. Byron, you, you, you don't have a horse in this race to stand uh, Yes, Yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's I'm just saying. Here's the thing. Me and Kyle lived through the bullshit. We we are on the right path here. Are you? Are you sure about that? I'm a hundred percent sure here because says the least, dude who said he's never heard of the fighting game Killer Instinct. I'm so upset at you about well, that. You know, we'll get, we'll get into that another day. See, see, now your opinion's completely invalid since Kyle's brought that forward. Uh, Kyle can bring whatever he wants to forward. I sure shit him, will. I'm mad at him you to about see that. It. And that will be a topic uh, for a future episode, ladies and gentlemen. So Kyle, do you ask the- your dates to do you, uh, do you ask your dates to bring a chair so you can stand in so that something can be eye level for them? <laughs> You've been waiting a while to let that one off, haven't you? It's been a yep, bit. So, uh, so, so you evidently. And just go ahead and let you get your nut off. Pause. Uh, <laughs> so, pause ladies again. and gentlemen, I think we're all we're off. It's fair to say we're all pretty well excited about the about this uh super mario brothers movie that will uh retcon everything that we grew up with it's gonna memory flash just like men in black next up the big one deadpool 3 holy yeah. shit hey hugh do y'all play wolverine again yeah sure, sure. sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that was like that was so damn wholesome like oh. that was like that was the most Deadpool, like, perfect reveal for what they're going to do in the next movie. Like, holy shit. Like, I saw I'm that. I was like, just... I dirtgasm, like, all over the place. Thing is, it's, I didn't it's... see it, like, in the moment. I wound up, like, catching it a little bit later and still geek the fuck out. I, I caught it when they were dropping it. And, I mean, it's, is it official? Can we count, you know, Deadpool's a Disney princess now? Well, <laughs> Deadpool is the only Disney princess you need to worry about. Yeah, and anybody who names their guns B and Arthur is a damn princess in my book. <laughs> like, oh my favoritism. <laughs> no, it's, not at all. I, I'm just happy we're getting the claws one more time. Um, honestly, I could see it. He could do one to two more. I mean, that's what he's talking uh, I don't. About I think. Cruising. I think they're gonna. This is how they're gonna transition into a new uh, Wolverine. 
Mm. Well, I mean, they could always play up on and have his daughter. I mean, that's always something, too. That's also the lot of people are hoping for, is that uh, X-23 is going to be uh, the one to take over. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll find out. We'll, we'll, keep, we'll let you guys know once we know. Listen, like the last live action movie I was this excited about was early was uh, when I finally saw Top Gun Maverick. So this better exceed that, and I think it just might. I mean, absolutely. To be fair, it's it's not really a bad Deadpool movie, but definitely the uh, first one was better than the second one. We can all agree on oh, that yeah. one. The second one has some has some lukewarm moments where you kind of got taken out. The energy got well down a little bit. There's moments where a second film just doesn't live to the hype of the first, though. More often than not, that happens. But people are still generally satisfied with it. No, I mean, unless you can't, like, obviously, Revenge of the Sith. That was a better film, I think, than uh, New Hope. Uh, yeah, just, uh. I, 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 mean, I, I, I mean, uh... You mean I mean, Attack of the Clones, uh, No, 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 he's talking about... No. Uh, he's talking, I'm talking about Empire Strike Back. Empire Strikes Back. I'm sorry. Thank you, Byron. Yeah, that I apologize. was better than A New Hope. Yeah, that one was better than that. Attack of the Clones was honestly better than Phantom Menace. I don't know where I was even at there, where I was going with it. I was actually looking that away, but yeah. No. I don't know either, Jared. Byron, Scotty I love that me and you Scotty were on that know. same... I, I love that me and you were on that same level, though, that you were like, wait a minute. I know where he's going with this. Oh yeah, I, I mean that's that's a whole different thing. Like especially when it comes to Star Wars, dude. I'm the Star Wars expert in this group. I'm telling you, but then out of the new ep- new ones, honestly, I didn't like any of the new ones. To be fair, I've only seen uh, episode seven, and I refuse to watch eight and nine. Didn't me and you go see that with old Fuller? Mm, I thought I w- no. I went and saw uh, episode seven with a group of my gaming friends. Dude, I remember me and you went to go see that with Fuller. Remember? I we might have. I don't remember. It's yeah, because we met we met up we met out at my house because I went we went to Dexter to see it. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been a hot minute, dude. Yeah. Well, guys, we say we keep the train rolling, and by the train, let's talk about a couple of big things. I want to go ahead and drop. In fact, we, guys, we got finally got some confirmation. We are going to see the RE4 remake on previous gen consoles. My my excitement. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, you suck. I'm now I'm pretty well excited about it because some of us can't afford an Xbox Series X as much as I'd like to. So I'm still rocking with the Xbox One I got back here, and I'd absolutely love to get my hands on RE4 for the 87th time. <laughs> it's, just, it's just me. It's like how many how many times are we going to have to go through this? I get it. Well, you you have to acknowledge the remake, though, man. You have to acknowledge. I don't have it. to acknowledge anything. <sighs> it's just like Byron. Star Wars. I don't acknowledge. You're, the, uh, you're, you're not even near the table, Byron. You're not even near the table. <laughs> no more Roman Reigns is really mad, and he doesn't know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> acknowledge me. Uh, Vanilla yeah. Oose over there. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna pop for the weekend. (laughs) As you were, like this is very exciting for people who do, who are big Resident Evil fans, and Jared's the biggest one we know. And I I do love some of the games in the series, and RE4 is the one I identify with the most. So yeah, this is this is very cool. You know, for those who don't have the current gen stuff. 
Also, friendly reminder, end of this month on the 28th, we have the Winters expansion. So that means finally RE8 is going to be in third person without modding from the community. And we're also going to have the rest of Rose's story from RE8. That's going to be exciting. Like, I'm happy they're still continuing stuff like that. Cause well, they they left it on a high note. They left it on a decently high note, but you still have to address what what she was going to do at that moment when Chris yep. contacted her. Yep, no, I'm 100 behind you on that. Like, I think it's it's great. 100 behind it. I think it's uh, gonna. Anytime that like these like the last two Resident Evil games have been phenomenal. Like I've seen gameplay of. I've watched a good chunk of them. Like that's the kind of games we we have not seen in a hot hot minute. Well, the uh, fact that eight called back to a original horror style game, you know, you're yep. out in the freaking cold and then all of a sudden the lichens appear and, you know, you get half your hand bitten off right out the gate. Yep. You know, kind of like in seven, also a biohazard when uh, your wife Mia comes at you with a chainsaw, lobs your fucking hand off. Yep. But what well, I find comical, he lost the left hand the last time and then also. Also, tall lady takes his right hand, cuts it clean <laughs> off. <laughs> Sheesh. Folks, it, it's been acknowledged. You pour anything on a wound, it will reattach itself. <laughs> Somehow, some way. And now someone's, someone's going to try that in the real world. Yeah. Folks, we, we, we don't work when you're doing that. Just, yes, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Do not cut off any limbs. But I, I'm really excited for that to see the end of the story. But also, the finally... The final reveal, we're going to get to see Ethan Winter's face. And for fans I mean, of the series, that's going to be very huge. Yeah. Well, well, he's been, this is the only time we've ever had a first person perspective character. And every time you try to pull up their character models and the extras, you see the outline of him, but he has no head. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, the only other character I can think of in that same realm was Master Chief. Yeah, that's true, too. I was like, yeah, well, that was his head, but we never saw his face. Well, I'm talking about just in Resident Evil in, in general. It's always been third person, which, I mean, they've done fantastically with these remasters. Like, RE2 was brilliant. RE3 was good in my book. It wasn't terrible. I mean, but you obviously combined Nemesis and Zero together. Hmm. But I mean, anyway. it's it definitely sounds like it, Resident Evil is going to, like... They're doing great things, but again, they just personally like I'm over like the constant feeling like we can't make a good game, so we have to remake everything or port it five ways from Sunday. Now, also, Resident Evil Nine has been copyrighted, though. That was the other thing. I mean, that's expected. I was going to add. Well, that's the only thing there. They have not announced what the name is. They just have copyrighted Resident Evil Nine. Still, I find it it's. It's expected another Resident Evil game is in the works. Well, is it going to be since Ethan Winter's story is done? Is it going? To, who who is it going to be? Are we going to keep the precedent? It's probably, or... it's probably Redfield. Let's be honest. <sighs> no, I mean I don't think. Well, when you say Redfield, is it going to be Claire or is it going to be Chris? Chris? Yeah, Chris Claire. I mean, it could. Well, literally... but you got to think Claire. Claire got her ride off though, and uh, what was it? Those what, what was the two games? Reflections or. Uh, Revelations, Revelations. That was it. Yeah, one and two of those. She got her flowers for that, but 
Let's be honestly, honest. You want to punch boulders with Chris Redfield again? You know, honestly, who it could be, and we hadn't seen anything from him since six. It only oh, makes sense at first. No. Kennedy. <laughs> I was just fucking with you. No one likes a West. Yeah, you definitely got it. it. You know, Leon Kennedy is probably who most people identify with as the like big time protagonist of RE anyway. Everybody I mean, loves a emo angsty person. Well, you gotta think. Well, you look at him in RE2, the way he played, it wasn't terrible. I mean, I remember him in the first game. And then, of course, if you think about him in four, I mean, he was the unlikely hero in a lot of that, which, you know, funny story, Jason Font actually did the camera work for him, actually the body modeling. But I could see them dropping the remake and then them saying, all right, now you get to play the new RE9 featuring Leon Kennedy. And then we finally get the closure closure for like Ada Wong and all that. And then you give them the option of you can either play it first person or third person. That writes itself. I see it. All right. Sorry to tangent off. I know we were going to try to keep this episode bite-sized, but... When do we ever keep anything bite-sized? We're definitely trying to... Kyle. I don't think we can make it a... <laughs> Listen, I'm, well, never mind. Um, I was going to keep my thoughts to myself. Pause. Uh, <laughs> so here's what I got. Now, I've been an, I've been an arduent... Uh, arduous proponent of bring back my street racing games please mid 2000s like burnout midnight club the uh, need for speed underground were were was a god tier time for gaming in my book and ea and the announcement from electronic arts yes not ea sports because i like to say electronic arts is not aids ea sports is aids we got the announcement of the of the latest need for speed video game Need for Speed Unbound, which has been in development since 2020, is going to be going a little bit more back to its uh, to its roots, emphasizing it more. Uh, obviously, they're going to still keep it open world, but more arcadey street racing style style of presentation that people who fawned for the old days of Underground, Underground 2, Need for Speed Most Wanted. Uh, Jared, I know you mentioned Need for Speed Carbon was your favorite earlier. I think that game stinks. More so, I probably just stink at it, so therefore it sucks. <laughs> just, I'm, the, I'm usually that dude. I don't like a game if I'm not good at it, even if it's good. But <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm extremely excited about this just because... Not everybody likes the hardcore sim racing games of like Forza Motorsport or Gran Turismo or things of that or, or of no. games of those lines. I do love those, but there's always I think the more casual gamer loves the pick up and play art semi arcade where you can, you know, decal out your car and give it all kinds of shit, like you know, your neon lights underneath it, all that, all that good stuff with a really bang. Well, dude, stuff. Midnight Club Dub Edition was one of my favorites. And that game is goaded. I could I could pick up and play that any day. You know they're gonna have to make an HD remaster of that. Uh that's tricky. Like you could just do the game just fine, but that's tricky with music. Well, I mean you could probably get the licensing no problem. Just depends. Well, you know, with all that GTA 5 money Rockstar's got, I don't see how that's a damn problem, quite frankly. <laughs> now, no, I don't now, see it either. Now, now, the cool thing about this game is that it will, um, it's going to be on, obviously, uh, next-gen, uh, next you know, the consoles that are available, PS5, Series X, and so forth, on the Frostbite engine, which, honestly, is a little outdated, but still very effective, 
and will be full uh, 4K 60 frames per second for the for for the tech um, the tech gamers out there who are big into making sure their specs are on point. So this game is going to be the latest in the Need for Speed series, which honestly, outside of Heat, has been kind of mid in the last handful of years. Need for Speed's games have always here in recent times ever since pro street has been like a wet fart after wet fart Ugh, that's the one of the worst christmas gifts i ever got in my life and i'm sorry mama if you ever hear this but yeah that game was terrible oh dude i had it for the freaking wii i hated it you had it for wii uh, mm-hmm. oh i'm sorry i had it on ps2 uh, now, now Need for Speed Unbound will be releasing this December, so it will be a strong holiday, uh, a holiday um, release for EA, for Electronic Arts on PS5, Series X and S, and on PC. So modders have at it. Uh, that's what I got in <laughs> well, this week. Hell yeah! Uh, I guess Byron, get you get your soapbox out. Better, oh. Kyle, you better get yours out too, so we can keep eye level when Byron sits on his seats. Yeah, my oh. shirt. So, this year is Magic the Gathering's 30, 30th year anniversary. So, you think, you know, they're going to do something really special. Mm-hmm. Well, they did something really special, I'll say that much. Something especially stupid. <laughs> uh, so, what they've done is they said, we're going to release this product. 30th anniversary of some of the oldest and most powerful cards Ever released in Magic. I mean, the original cards, these cards, they go for easy four to five digits, sometimes six digits. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you think, oh, wow, this is great. They're reprinting product. No. They're reprinting them as proxies. If anybody doesn't know what proxy is, it is a non-tournament legal card. Mm-hmm. So you think, okay... So the price point will maybe, you know, maybe 100, 100, 200 bucks, right? For four packs, and there's 15 cards in each pack. You asked me to mm-hmm. guess the price, and I yes, was yes. so far off. Jared, guess the price on this. Uh, am I talking a box? No, four packs. Four packs. I would probably say, say 15 cards. 15 cards per pack. 15 cards per pack. I'm going to probably say close to 50 to 70 bucks for four packs. One grand. What? No. No. Yes. Yeah. One I, grand I for four packs of proxy cards. Essentially tokens. So, so they're kind of giving it the Gores treatment in Yu-Gi-Oh! Whenever they reprinted that. It was a... <laughs> non-playable card essentially and the, here's the reason behind the price is well we're reprinting or we're, we're reprinting cards that are on the reserve list and the reserve list is cards that watsy said we will never make term legal like reprints ever and i guarantee you when people and things like this you're not even guaranteed like piece these like proxies of the uh the power nine or duels it's random you could literally open spend a thousand bucks and open jank rare uh, pro, uh, proxies. It mm. is the biggest money grab I have ever seen. Uh, and the funniest thing ever, some guy on Twitter who said he was a part of the design of this says this is his, the, the best 
the most the greatest things ever done being proxy this part of the design thing whatever and he's got nothing but great feedback on it i'm a part of several magic groups on facebook and on twitter i have seen zero positive feedback for this well dude it doesn't do anything for the format it doesn't do anything for it's your a cash grab it's it is a, a pure cash grab it's how it's can we con people into buying this product yes and the thing is this they're proxies so you it's you can buy these cards there's zero chance you can actually play with these cards because i'm a person right now if i ever sit down with somebody who's playing with these cards i refuse to play you no you want to spend a thousand bucks on garbage go for it i will not well, play any magic with you here's the thing cards. You're literally just using those proxy cards as it's, personally to it, me. I, I just see it as you're going to be pretty much putting those on a shelf as a conversation piece. No, the thing is, a lot of people want certain like the dual lands. A lot of people want those because that means they can ha- you they can technically use those in like commander because it's considered a casual format. Mm. But like I said, I find out you're playing. If I ever sit down at the tables like, playing commander with somebody and they were playing those cards, I'm scooping up my cards and walking away. Be like, option A, take it out, replace with the basic land. Or option B, I'm not playing. I will not play any magic. I would be more willing to play with somebody proxying, like printing so out you're still proxies. playing. You're, you're still playing EDH instead of standard, though, right? Yes. Okay, just making sure. I was thinking. Uh, but, like, I would be much more willing to play with somebody who went out, spent 10 bucks, printed out a full 100-card competitive commander deck. I'll play with them using a full proxy deck before I play somebody using these uh, 30th edition because I refuse to support this blatant slap-in-the-face money grab. It's just bullshit. 100% bullshit. Watsy, feel bad about yourself. Fuck your investors. Fuck all, everything you stand for. Yo, I think that is like the maddest I've ever heard you get. No, I've seen him matter. But I you mean, never fooled man's you, paper. I mean, he punched you once, so yeah, I can I can imagine that. But I wasn't even mad when I punched him. This is no, just a. Wasn't. I I honestly I'm at a point now where I hope the bubble pops for Magic. And I I've been playing Magic since 2011, and I well, hope you, the market crashes. Well, so are you just hoping hard. for restructuring at that point? No, it's the thing is this the core uh the people that owned Watsi are shelling out these cash grab things. It's We're shelling out these premium products left and right to try to make as much money as possible. Eventually, it's going to catch up, the bubble's going to pop, and cards are going to tank. Or the, yeah. it's just going to die. I'll be honest with you. I caught myself the other day actually looking at my Yu-Gi-Oh cards, seeing what went up and what went down. But That's that's my rant. Like uh, it's It is what it is. I can't do anything about it. All I can say is, uh, let's get you on something better you know let's yeah. close the door to the nerd news how about this let's talk about something that you guys have been antsy about because i had a single chance to watch any sort of baseball let's talk about it's october again boys it's playoff yes. season postseason oh yes and as of this time the uh our beloved st louis baseball cardinals uh laid a massive egg as a uh, uh, at, at the time of recording, they trail in the best of three wild card round of the Philadelphia Phillies after losing six to three and blowing a two nothing ninth inning lead by giving up six in the ninth. 
Uh, I do have I do have plenty of faith that the Cardinals still can turn this around and let's get let's give Albert Yachty and Wayno the farewell they deserve with a twelfth ring. How about it? Yes, give them a one last postseason run. Yeah, like that would be great. Yes, it would be a phenomenal. You know, like that would be the perfect way to close out a like a storybook baseball season, wouldn't it? Though, and how fitting because just hypothetical. Let's paint the picture here. Where Cardinals are about to clinch and closing in the ninth, just like he did in the 06 World Series, is Adam Wainwright pitching to Yachty or Molina, and they get the final out, and it's yes. a strikeout. Last ball in Yachty's glove, and we win our 12th in 2022. That would be amazing. It will be a very tough road to, hill to climb. I do believe we can defeat the Phillies and come back and get this because it is first to two, and then you go to best of five, um, and then it- best of seven the rest of the way. Things change after the first round. Always do, and when the when the postseason starts, everybody goes back to zero, and you just you just never know. And there's plenty of amazing stories going into this postseason that started yesterday. Uh, let's see the uh, the for, the team formerly known as the Cleveland Indians, now Guardians, got their first postseason win with their new name, mm. <laughs> defeated the Tampa Bay Rays yesterday, and as well as the Seattle Mariners ending an over 7,000-day drought without a postseason win, picking up a 4 nothing win over the Toronto Blue Jays at uh, Rogers Center. And, uh, yeah, it was literally their first win since the 2001 American League Championship Series. The last time they won a playoff game was after 9-11. Damn. Yeah. Damn. The, the, the GameCube had just come out that by then. <laughs> Other matchups we have, uh, um, the New York Mets got obliterated at home. Former former University of Missouri pitcher Max Scherzer gave up a, a postseason career high four home runs to the San Diego Padres. Oh, dear God. Yeah, he got mm. tattooed. Uh, Why would they keep him in if, like, after two? You still try. Like, no, they wanted like, to ring him out. Yeah, a guy like that, you want to see if he can work his way out of it. but Because, you know, he's someone that you – somebody, if you're the Mets, you rely on him. Now the, the uh, now the winners of the of the series uh, that I mentioned will go on to face the following teams: the New York Yankees in the American League and the Houston Astros. Of course, the New York Yankees are host team of the new American League record holder for home runs, all rise for Aaron Judge, setting a Yankee and American him. record by passing Babe Roger Maris's 61 home runs. Not the New York Bankies, no. Oh, you mean are the, the team owned by Doug Demidome, owner of the Dimsdale Demidome? Doug Demidome. Kyle, did you, did you hear that? Um, Demidome. Uh, Damn it. Like when, after Damn Judge it. got. Uh, <laughs> God damn it, Jared. Uh, Go on, please. Did you hear that uh, the teams before Judge got 62 were pitching around him? Well, you're supposed to. If, if I'm the manager, you absolutely do. You don't and, pitch. To uh, which well, I can't remember the name of the team that got uh, who uh, who he got a homer homer off of. Uh, what game was that? Texas. It was, it was, it was at, at Texas against the Rangers. Uh, the Yankees fans were donate like all the Yankee fans out there have started donating to the Rangers Foundation because they refused. They they were actually pitching to Judge, not around him. Oh, well, you know, I suppose I respect that, but the competitor in me, no, I'm not, I'm not letting this guy get me. I'm not going to be that dude. Though. I, that guy who that cares if you become that dude? It's, 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 I would I, rather be the guy that strikes him out 
and prevents them from getting it, then mm-hmm. then the person being like, oh, I'm a pussy, so I'm not going to pitch this great hitter. No. Either that, it's, it's, either it's, it's, that. You're, you're, you're denying history because you're scared. It's not even about being scared. That's just baseball strategy. I, I, it's it's mm. that's basic I, baseball strategy. When Bonds hit seventy three in two thousand one, you and I believe how many times he got intentionally walked. Same with McGuire when he was chasing uh, the record back in ninety eight. Uh, teams pitched around him all the time. Some like when you're that dude, you mainly face I don't know two to three good pitches a game because you don't because you're not going to see a lot of good shit. But the yep. Yankees do away in the American League, as does the Houston Astros in the National League, the defending World Series champion Atlanta Braves away, and the 109-win Los Angeles Dodgers. Yep. It's, it's going to be a postseason to truly remember. We've got several great stories, of course, with what the Cardinals have lined up. The fact the Mariners made the playoffs for the first time in 21 years – or in 20 years – um, yeah. the, the Toronto baby Blue Jays who just absolutely bash home runs left and right. Uh, we'll see if the Braves can repeat. It's 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 going to be exceptionally special. I'm excited I, about it. I know. I'm, I'm sitting here room for the Cardinals, but I know the Dodgers are. I honestly right now I said Dodgers are, are the most locked in and favored to win over everybody. And this isn't a. And this know, isn't a case, yeah, this isn't a case of a team that is a. Uh, you know, like classic Dodgers team save the 2020 team that just get to the World Series and they get close and they blow it and can't close the deal. This team absolutely can. But in, and of course, in baseball, as in any other sport, it comes down to matchups. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, historically, if the Cardinals somehow were to wind up meeting the Dodgers, we tend to know how that goes. Historically, <laughs> Kershaw does not need to pitch at all. <laughs> <laughs> Except unless it is unless you're talking about last year where the Dodgers did get us, um, but we played them extremely well in the postseason. I'll just say this: I'm glad the Giants aren't in the postseason. We never beat the San Francisco Giants. No. <laughs> so so uh, real quickly, let's let's like World Series matchups. What do we? What would you want to see? Uh, perfect in a perfect world, I want to see the Yankees and Cardinals solely because that matchup has not happened since 1964. And you're talking the two winningest franchises in terms of World Series championships. And you have Aaron Judge and Albert Pujols playing in the same series at the same time. Come That'd on. That would be beautiful. I, that, honestly, that's why you say, how can you not be romantic about baseball? Yeah. And for me personally, I'd love to see Yankees Cardinals for one other reason. Is you've got the, essentially the AL uh, MVP, Aaron Judge, uh, playing against the NL MVP, Paul Goldschmidt. Like, who would not want to see MVP versus MVP matchup? No question. And for the mainstream and for the big for the mainstream baseball media that doesn't put a a whole lot of shine on the Cardinals players outside of the Cinderella story of Albert and all the guys on their farewell tour. Paul Goldschmidt is the National League MVP and it's not even close. And Nolan Arenado, you could have in some other years, you could have made a case for as well. Yep. Yeah. That's 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 how. For the Cardinals, it comes down to being able to finish games with our with our pitching. We, every team goes a three man rotation for the postseason, and we got it. We have guys on our staff who don't have a lot of postseason experience. The three that we are throwing have very little postseason experience, as Jose Quintana, who we picked up from Pittsburgh at the trade deadline, Jordan Montgomery, who almost didn't lose a start when we got him from the Yankees for Harrison Bader, and of course Miles Mikolas. So we will see what the Redbirds uh, do. I'm scared with Nicholas pitching. I you know, you know what I'm scared of? We he has he has no you know what you know why his record was what it was? 
because our bats are dead when he's pitching. That's why no, I'm scared. Exactly. We don't we don't hit for the guy. We hit for Adam Wainwright for some reason, and that and that sucks because Nicholas was an all star this year, but he had a losing record when he got voted in simply because his numbers were good. We don't hit for him. Yep. Mm. Uh, it's going to be very exciting going forward. No matter who you root for, the the road to the World Series as of now still goes through Atlanta. It's going to be really really fun and Cardinals Nation. Hopefully, we will see you in the Fall Classic. Yep, I can't wait. It's uh, this has been a season like no other, and I don't know when the next time we're going to see a season like this. And you also Kyle, like to mention how Shohei Shohei Otani hit 34 home runs and and still struck out over 200 batters like an absolute X Man that he is. Too bad, his, too bad the Angels are committing crimes against baseball, wasting them that way. And and Trout. And, yeah, and Trout. It's, I mean, it's just, two of the best players in the American League, and they're sitting at home now. Can, can can we like sign a petition to have uh, the Angels like management all of them like thrown in prison? I just I want I want Artie Moreno to sell the team. Like this is what they wasted. This is a Goodness. seventy-three win baseball team. Shohei Otani has thirty-four home runs, has ninety-five RBIs, and hits two seventy-three. And as a and his pitching numbers are just equally stupid. It he he makes no sense. No. He does all that. Oh, and by the way, he won fifteen games with a two thirty-three ERA and two hundred nineteen strikeouts. Top 10 in wins, strikeouts, and ERA, 34 home runs. Before, really? you, before you get this man worked up anymore, we need to yes, hit that rewind that's... button. Yeah, we do. How about we do that? Because I'll, I'll, I'll get hot. <laughs> well, we'll be here all fucking night if you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just love our baseball, uh, Jared. I, like you. I, I know. I know. Uh, I, I just ain't got the time for baseball right now. That's kind of fair. fair enough. Like, I've been having enough time keeping up with my Chiefs. Shit. <sighs> Jared, hit the rewind button. I'm hitting it, folks. It's time we do our casual segment of the Retro Rewind. And this week, we're going to talk about our first music video experience. Kyle, I know we've talked about a little bit of this before, but honestly, my first big like music video experience for me was probably Garth Brooks standing outside the fire. And that was actually, no, I take that back. Probably Aaron Tippin, Ain't Nothing Wrong with the Radio. That was the first music video I ever saw. I know that song. Really? Was it? Was it? Yeah, because my dad actually would watch old CMT back in the day. And that was one of the few things used to come on there. She ain't a Cadillac, but she ain't a Rolex, but there ain't nothing wrong with the radio. All right now. All right. Uh, I got my, 60 yeah, fingers first... in my back glass. Yeah, my first actually was a, was a, was a rock video, and also ties this ties into one of my all time favorite movies, and probably Matt's all time favorite movie, outside of Predator. Um, you could be mine, Guns N' Roses, because that's on the soundtrack of T two. Uh, yeah. And the music video is so stinking cool because it actually shows like Terminator uh, endoskeletons being put together while set to that badass song. Um, that made a huge impression on me, like. That was like my, and that was my first music video. Like, I grew up in a house where we listened to a whole lot more R and B and hip hop. And there was one, the the first hip hop video that really messed with me, it caused me to not have, not you know, to to actually be a little bit afraid of the dark. And also, this is a shout out to my sister Maisha and Mrs. Prater, who recently just celebrated a 40th birthday. She mentioned how this video scared the crap out of her as a kid. Murder was the case by Snoop Dogg. Dude sells his soul to Satan in order to have riches and success. And at the very end, it shows a headstone 
and it has his real name, Calvin Brodus, on it. And then the camera lowers down six feet under, and you see Snoop laying under the, under the ground. And then he turns over and looks at the camera, and then the video ends. And when you're like seven, eight years old, that will oh, mess you up. Yep. Dude, yep. not cool. <laughs> What's funny is like stuff like that happened back in our day, but like uh people were getting so upset with Lil Nas X's music video. Oh, Old Town Road. No, the uh, one where he sells a soul. Mm. And you oh, yeah, 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 I can't think of the name of that, but I know what you're talking about. I can't think of it that, either. That that's casual. Anything any blues guitarist is always taken to the crossroads. And that was yep. another song that actually got me crossroads with Bump Thugs and Harmony. That music video was yep. was wicked. I I think I'm gonna blow your your mind of what my I think was my first music video ever watching. What's, What's that? that? Men in Black by Will Smith. No, it wasn't. No, uh, I'm fairly certain it was. How I sheltered remember... were you, dude? He we was didn't. Very sheltered. We didn't have like MTV or anything like that. So I remember watching that at the end of the Men in Black uh, or the Men in Black uh, VHS. <laughs> yeah, remember, stick around after the credits on the tape to watch a special music well, video. Kyle, here's the same thing. I remember buying. Well, Dad, after I get getting to watch, you know, original CMT back in the day. It was, actually, it was Stepping Out Country on CBS is where that was played at, and. I remember dad bringing home a VHS of Aaron Tippin's stuff. And that's where I also got to watch the music video for working man's PhD and all that. God, back in the day when like, instead of in credit scenes, it was in credit music videos. Well, you guys remember the one for inspector gadget at the end of the film, don't you? What? Uh, I had that on VHS. I don't remember a music video for inspector. It was, it was, was, I, I think I remember that too. Faintly, but it's been yeah, years since I've seen that movie. Be, it, it, it was their song, I, I'd Be Your Everything, and it was, I can't remember the lyrics, I just remember, <laughs> it was just boy band, but it was O-Town that did. Oh, yeah. hell yeah, first off, making the band O-Town, nothing at all, that's that shit right there. Oh, uh, And then uh, you had Wild Wild West, I had two in music videos. Yep, that was one too. And then, uh, of course, I, I remember my first introduction. Kyle, to music videos well, here's so. one. Here's one for you, dude. You remember at the end of the recess movie, my green tambourine? Yes, yep. I do. First off, dude, the I, I and then the, uh, the one like I think it was Christy Car- or was Christy Carlson whenever she did uh, dancing in the streets as well. That was another video after. Uh, the weird movie. happened at the end of Princess mm-hmm. Diaries. Yep. Oh man, y'all are really hitting it hard because of the whole stay after the movie for a music video. Like, um, and there was another one for me actually. And and bro, hold on, pause, pause, pause. What you got? Into Spider Man, Chad Kroger, Josie Scott, Hero, Hero. They say that a hero can say. I am super, just wanting to sing very badly. Did did Evanescence have one at the end of Daredevil? Yeah, Bring Your Life. That was the yeah. Uh, that was also, the that song blew up. Last, res- last resort at the end of Jet Li's the one. Hell, oh yeah, when he's fighting all the dudes on the top of that pyramid in the prison plan. Yes. I but first off, and that's a and we, you know we mentioned talk about movie soundtracks a while back. We didn't even talk about how badass that one is. That's like the ultimate new metal movie soundtrack. 
Yeah, Jet Li's the one. Holy shit! This, yeah, I'm Jet. Like, like this week, we could have a whole episode or a whole topic of just talking about how back in the day we didn't really get exposed to music videos via the internet. It was through movies, movies, and through MTV, MTV, TV, and on. And honestly, like for me, like wrestling. You know, I yep. I discovered a lot of bands through uh, ECW, WWF, now E, and all that. You know. Um, like, God, that's like, how, that, like, that's how I discovered a band like Alice in Chains or, um, oh, trying to think, The Offspring was through, you know, ECW, but, um, the Also, first, like, the, the, the ahead, promos bro. before, uh, big matches at pay-per-views? Yep, and during the Ruthless Aggression era, like, uh, or the Even Attitude era songs. Yeah. Uh, it was towards the very end of the Attitude era when they started like like pumping pumping Limp Biscuit into your veins whether you wanted it or not. I, I mean, <laughs> you, you can't tell me. You can't sit here and tell me that uh Rock in Austin's My Way. Eight yeah, My Way uh promo does not like you just like chills. Yeah, no, absolutely no, it absolutely does. And they're like there's several other songs like now that we're you know thinking about it, and, like that had Dude, a speaking kicker. of which it, I was gonna say end of the stone still stone cold biography somewhere down in texas george Strait. that man made that song look badass well i mean that's king george i mean come on look no look, it's king uh, george but you gotta think imagine stone cold on his freaking four-wheeler sitting out there on his property and you just hear somewhere down in texas and then the funny thing is you had george Strait play at the end of the undertaker biography you did yeah the um um was it the last ride is that what it was called Mm -hmm. Cowboy rides away. Um, and yeah, now that we've switched over to this, but like going back to like other music videos, the first one that made like an emotional impression on me is probably still my favorite music video of all time. That has not done my Michael Jackson, and that is November Rain GNR. That is that that song makes me tear up every time. I thought we end on a high note with that. That that uh, right there. I, just, just I said what they say. Like that's first... one of my favorite solos. The way it ends with the rose, you know the. The pink being melted out of the rose from the rain. It's sad, but what a beautiful song. I, I mean, the first thing that really stirred something in me was uh, By La Mo by Enrique Iglesias. I'm going to be basic. I'm going <laughs> to say Garth Brooks, The Red Strokes. Well, uh, I'm just going to say right now, it stirred something in me. Not emotional. It's cool, it did. <laughs> <laughs> you got a bunch of, I can't tell you, a bunch of sexy Latinas just. <laughs> Like wearing nothing and like all sweaty dancing, you can't tell me it doesn't stir something in you. I feel like I feel like that's gonna be a preview for next week when we talk about our '80s and '90s crushes. And not to be TMI, we're gonna be talking about all of the the spank bank, I guess. I'm not gonna be going there. You will. I mean, you go your spank bank. I'm just gonna be like the girls I thought were hot. Literally, yeah, that's where I was going, like <laughs> singers, actresses, and stuff like that, dude. Like, you, These guys, Jared, they you don't would. own up to their shit. No, you fucking would. <laughs> anytime, any place, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, Jared, how would you close uh, uh, out? This we close, we're not that close. <laughs> Pause, we are not like that. <laughs> uh, uh, not talking like that either, you dirty perv. Oh, God. On that note, Jared, close us out. You weren't here last week, so you get to close it out this week. Well, guys, as always, you know, it's nice to be back together in the same time and same place. And you know what? And guys, always kindly remember to be kind and please rewind. And we'll see y'all next week. And from here at the Brew Crew. Oh, we'll see y'all two weeks. <laughs> see you two weeks. <laughs>
this is why you don't let me drive. Kyle, take us out the right way. <laughs> on behalf of the, on behalf of the other two jackasses on this show, this is K Rob representing Beards, Brews, and Bros for Mr. Mossman and Mr. Moss. We will see y'all next time around on Triple B's. Be kind and always rewind, and don't drive drunk or slap happy. We'll see y'all. Peace. See y'all. See y'all. <laughs>